Tuesday, October thirty first, wow. or or is another Tuesday pod, uh, and Phil is is wearing like the scariest panda mask. Bloody Hell, panda, bloody, bloody panda. panda. Yes, there's blood on the chin. Look, it's pretty. That's I don't know if you've seen blood. That's not what it looks like. That, that's wow. pretty pink looking. <laughs> Happy Halloween, OG. <laughs> wow. Wow, are you are you where are you committed to wearing that all day? Like at the office, driving not. around? I am not. I'm about to take it off because first of all, I can't breathe in here. Second of all, it smells like complete garbage in here. I don't know who's been <laughs> eating. Someone, someone who's been eating garlic probably has been wearing this. <laughs> and you know what though? You could argue that I'm just like Pat McAfee today because if you ever see him, he always has these shirts that are all like mm. de l'abri. You know what de l'abri mm. means? Maybe I see most people don't know what that means, but he has these shirts that look like they've been stretched and worn for a week without being like washed, and that's exactly what I have on. So hold on, let me let me take this crap off. I can't keep going like this. Hold on. God. Right. Wow. There Holy he is. Crap. All right. We're oh, back. All right. What's that's going the on problem right with a lot of Halloween costumes? They get like super hot. It's disgusting. Yeah, they get like <laughs> like brutally brutally yeah. hot. Hold on, hold on. I got this on the wrong way and everything. What a disaster. Come on. Okay, now we're good. Wow. So like I was saying, look, I got the McAfee shirt today on where it's all, you know, it's all messed up. Yeah, you do kind of look like that. Yeah, I think we should we should start doing this standing up. And, you know, speaking <laughs> of standing up, Phil, the reason I say that is because we actually have some NFTs that were made of us. And in oh, the NFTs, God. we're standing oh, up. Okay, and I do oh. want to kick off the show with this. Uh, oh. This is, this is I don't know, this isn't really Halloween theme. Not that the show has to be Halloween theme because... The thing with Halloween is that, you know, the day of Halloween, you're like, yeah, you're so into Halloween and costumes, all that shit. Literally the next morning and you walk outside and you see like people's decorations and you're like, get that crap out of here. You know what I mean? It's not like Christmas. It stays up a couple days after. It doesn't matter. But like Halloween, literally two days later, you see people's pumpkins and you're like, why is that still there? Like Halloween is super done. It's cold. I'm it's over done it, you know? the night of LG. There's, there's that time where around like 11 or 12 p.m. You go outside just to feel like the Halloween vibes. Yes. And there are no Halloween vibes. It's not like in the movies where it goes on all night and kids are running no. through cemeteries no. and like, you know, there's kids dressed as the scream costume just running randomly on your street at like 1 a.m. That doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> you know what, though? Maybe if it was on a Saturday or Friday, you'd have more of that. Mm. But on a weekday, you're right. Like, that's it. After 10 p.m., it's over. over. Everybody's yeah, it's over. You Pumpkins know, are off. They're already on the curb to be picked up. The next day, and you so. see pumpkins. Sometimes you see pumpkins like all the way up until in Canada we have Remembrance Day. I think it's Veterans Day in, in the U.S., but that's like you know that's it's not what's well, a holiday now, but uh, you know it's it's a war memorial holiday. Uh, but and that's November 11th, and you still see pump. Sometimes you still see pumpkins. Then it's like, dude, get that out of here. And also, I mean, I want to say, even starting this weekend, 
a lot of the the like the drug stores, convenience stores around here had already removed all their Halloween stock. Oh, like God. the shoppers drug mart here, the Halloween section was gone already Saturday afternoon. <laughs> it was it had already been moved for Christmas. Like they they clearly had all the Christmas stuff in the back, and they're dying. Like it's it's overflowing the stock room. They clearly have to get it out. So this is why all the candy goes on sale so early. I'm always like, why would it go on sale a week before? It's because they got to get it the hell out of there, and it's, oh, it's time gotta to go. Move on. Yeah, yeah. That's why. So I'm like, who the hell buys it two, three weeks ahead of time? If you wait till a week before, you're mm -hmm. getting the sale prices. And you're right. That's because they just got to get that crap out of here. But, you know, Americans do use pumpkins, LG, for American Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. the whole pilgrimage thing and all that, that's all part of it. I've seen it before. That's a good um, point. So I think that's why you would see it more there than here. But here in Canada, where it actually snowed here this morning um, for the first time, we're still in October. Uh, and I know that in Alberta, they've had snow for probably you guys too, maybe. Well, maybe not where you are, but there's been snow in Alberta for a couple of weeks now. Maybe. They get snow in Alberta freaking in like September, man. Like they that's an outdoor more, classic. We did, we did have a, a dusting, I want to say. A dusting, not of snow on the ground, but of snow like in on the mountain peaks around here. It's a the little bit, peaks. you see a little bit of white. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we did. We did but Al Alberta had an outdoor hockey game. Where else in the world? Can right now you have an outdoor hockey game in October and have ice that actually stays ice. Nowhere else but Alberta, Canada. I'm telling you right now. So, um, okay, we completely derailed this. Now rewind to however the hell this conversation started. You well, wanted to talk about the pictures of us. Now we've talked. Yeah, we've talked Halloween. <laughs> we don't need to go into Halloween because it's it'll be it'll be irrelevant. It'll be the same thing. That picture yeah. of us as kids. Yeah, all that. Yeah, we've seen all that. But this isn't this isn't costume related. But you do, you may need to avert your eyes. And I'm going to link to this in the notes. So check that. Viewer discretion advised. But Phil, there has been more uh, fan art that has been made uh, of us. And hold on, I got to make sure I got it. Yeah, he wants me to say. You know what's crazy is these guys are like, I saw this ahead of time. I got this sneak peek from you and I got it yeah. from, from the artist as well. Yeah. And they said, well, are you okay if we put it out there? And I said, well, no, no, no. Keep it for the live show. We're going to do a massive reveal. They could not wait. Like that no. thing had to go live that night, and it, it went pretty wild. Actually, a lot of people yeah. liked it. It's it's yeah. incredible how vulgar stuff catches people's attention more than anything. Yeah. Okay. So this is from this is from Pixel Hub <laughs> underscore WTF, and it's wow. uh, it's it's a I guess like a crypto company or NFT company that clearly uh, wants to make kind of perverted looking NFTs, which was very popular, especially in the past, right? In, in the 2021 bull run, people love seeing uh, really weird stuff, especially arsenic, right. loves collecting loves weird, it. weird stuff. Uh, and and they uh, reached out and said that they were going to make some weird perverted uh, NFTs of us. Wow. And it's called Pixel Hub. It's supposed to be like Pornhub. Get it? So let's let's take a look, Phil. Let's get ready for the big reveal and what I find interesting, I'm, I'm going to preface what I was saying about standing up is that in this depiction, you and I are standing up across from each other. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why we it's would like ever as do though that. We, we sit at a long table and you and I stand at the end with our pants down. Oh, it's basically gosh. what this, this image, this artist rendition suggests. <laughs> Here it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean no, it's, it's one that, at a time so this that's is you mcafee that's mcafee but like to the next level there's you so that's... you're wearing you've got your headphones in your hand uh you've got 
a purple hoodie that says RPD, which I'm assuming means the real Phil D, yeah. a real Phil D. I've never, ever used that. that <laughs> RPD is not bad. That's pretty cool. I think, hey, yo, RPD. Um, and then your pants are down and there's a blur. There's like a pixelated blur over your crotch. Is your mouth open? Is that what's happening? Is your mouth open? Yeah, I don't know why. That yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why your mouth is open. Snash and stuff, but I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, okay. Yeah. And you're I yelling, mean, whoa. Other, and yeah, you're in a good. microphone, and and I like that the studio is made of bricks. That you're in a bricked studio, like a warehouse. I like that. Uh, and then there's me, and wow. I'm not saying anything, and my mouth is closed, <laughs> but it's basically the exact same thing. Exact same face. Exact same. It's exact same face, except yeah, they gave me a little bit more facial hair, and then I also have right. my pants down, with a blur over my crotch. Yellow pixels. Yeah, and we have the same pants on. I don't know if you noticed. We are wearing the same pants, yeah. Mom, mom dressed us the same that morning. Oh my god, this is like I don't think Howard Stern ever did a show with his pants like straight up down <laughs> for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but hold on, where did this come from? Like, what what sparked this? Was this just like they needed inspiration to find, I guess, new people to portray uh, this type of stuff? Like, how did how did this even come about? So I, I don't know. So we are our part. friend Cutter. His name is Cutter. Yeah, Cutter. Like Cutter. First man's very own Cutter. His name is Cutter, and then there's an emoji of a knife. It's <laughs> Cutter, um, and he's the Pixel Hub artist. Okay. And he said they they wanted to make a one of one, and uh, and he asked me this. I'm not even kidding. In January, and then I never responded just because wow. I, I didn't get a chance to respond. And then he said, "Hey, ten months later." Do you guys want one of one honorary? And I have these as NFTs in my wallet as well, Phil. I actually I own these. Wow. And um, and he asked us to, to give a little bit more information about the project. So I will now. So that the Pixel Hub minted out in less than 48 hours. It's a collection of six sixty nine hundred and sixty-nine Pixel Hub stars. Uh, the artwork features hand-drawn web three community-based one of ones and meme theme stars. Post mint. We are bringing the vibes in community-led spaces and are working on some cool shit in the background. That's that's the plug from Cutter for Pixel Hub. So I'm going to link to this uh, in the show notes, and you guys can go check it out. And uh, you know, don't screenshot it because these are NFTs too. Okay, so you're not allowed to screenshot it. This guy kind of looks like our ballers. It's very similar to our ballers. our ballers. He looks very much like the ballers that was created for us ages ago. Where I have no idea where if that. I, you know what? If I when we buy ballers, the first partnership will be with Pixel Hub, oh and we're going to make Pixel Hub versions of all the ballers. With it's it's the exact it'll be the same thing, you know, with the ballers, but then it'll be the second half where their pants are off. And oh. all... <laughs> instead of sneakers, you're going to sell wieners, like yeah. and then the second partnership will be with wieners. Oh. Uh, and then and then I don't know what I don't know what the ballers will have. I don't know, they'll, they'll be on the sidelines eating their hot dogs. Speaking of wieners, I don't know what's going on there, man. There's been activity lately. Like there's been back. a lot of activity of, on wieners. Out of nowhere, yeah. these random posters are all back, and mm -hmm. and and it's pretty wild. It, it, it actually a lot of the posters mention a lot of members of the first mint community. Well, that's probably because I like we that you're own saying like that like you have no idea what's going on, even though nobody would know what this project no was if it wasn't for you. <laughs> but anyway, so Wieners is a free mint that Phil shilled to us like two years ago, and that two members of the off, first right? mint regularly sweep the floor, which is usually two dollars. Um, and Ryan recently sold all of his, but they've been posting a lot of cool art lately. It's literally what it sounds like. It's like different, it's like ten thousand collection of five thousand PFP hot dogs, all different 
traits. I think I own like 35 of them. Uh, but there's some good stuff in here. There's uh there's a lot of Chandler mentions. There's yeah. a lot of first mint mentions. Uh and and the art, the art is nice. Mentions. I'll link to that as well. Here's one jump shoot is in there. The first mint Crown Town is mint. in there Crown as well. Town. We know Crown Town yeah. is not part of the first mint, but he's he's somebody we know. Show me your oh, there's a mention of merch, the first mint on the right there, Chandler. Wow. Don't Crown call Town's it a not in first mint. I thought Crown Town was. I don't think Crown Town's in the first mint. I Maybe he was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Wiener's. I guess Wiener's making a comeback. Something because they hadn't tweeted since like May, and then out of nowhere in October, they they now have returned. So I'm gonna to be I'm fair. Gonna they they had said they would not make any more moves or anything else. This mm -hmm. is what I was told by developers. They would not do anything else until the market started looking a little bit better, even just a little bit. They well, needed it to be starting to trend in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I don't follow that closely enough to say that it is trending in the right direction lately, but I know that there's a lot of stuff that people are pretty excited about and saying that we're kind of on, on, on you know, we're back in business. We're back. A bit here. Price is not back, seen but... since this summer. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it's up a little bit or something like that. I, I don't know what the actual story is. Well, we are a little bit, uh, and I did, I did want to talk about this, that um, – Crypto is definitely doing well. There's a lot of talks of ETFs being approved, which would be like basically index funds, uh, that which would mean that regulation is kind of slowing down a little bit or, or standing down. Obviously, right now, there's also like the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried, the FTX guy, um, which is pretty wild if you follow any of the transcripts, because I was reading some of them this morning where they're like, so you didn't know what happened to the $8 billion that like your girlfriend, who was also the CEO... Wow. You, you didn't know what she did with it? He's like, no. Yeah. And they're like, why not? He's like, I wasn't involved in that decision. And they're like, weren't you living in the same $100 million mansion in the Bahamas as them and having sex parties Come with on. them all the time? He's like, yes, but I didn't know what they were doing with the $8 billion. Like, that's basically the summary <laughs> of his trial. Um, so anyways, that might seem bad for crypto, but all that, that house of cards fell down about a year ago. Um, and, and I'd say crypto is doing pretty well. I, I was reading this morning, just a little update for you, Phil. Uh, that this last week was the uh, let's see, from Scott Melker, uh, former former guest. Uh, he was saying that last week there were three hundred twenty six million dollars of new money coming into crypto wow. through exchanges, and that that's the biggest weekly influx of new money coming into crypto. Right, like money being mm -hmm. traded from fiat into crypto uh, since July twenty twenty two which is not long after the, the bear market was kind of more official. Uh, even though that's not, it's not the biggest, I think it's like the 21st uh, biggest week in the last three years. So that's pretty good. It doesn't mean things are back. And actually Ethereum in that week is actually at, at a net, net negative of minus 6 million new dollars. So $6 million of Ethereum money left the ecosystem, but a lot of money coming into Bitcoin. So that has the, the tides of change uh, the winds of change kind of in the air. A lot of NFTs are up, uh, are pretty mm -hmm. up, I'd say, in the last like week or two. But again, um, NFTs also got absolutely brutalized through the summer. So a lot of things like apes and mutant apes and all that kind of stuff, they're back to a price that they were like three months ago. So it's not it's not necessarily back, back, but definitely things are more positive right now than they were before. So maybe that's a, that's a good time for wieners to be coming back. Maybe for other people to be coming back into crypto. Well, I mean, you know? wieners, what's what's the floor for wieners? When I first looked, when, when someone said, oh, floor? someone's making all these purchases, which wasn't exactly true. Well, when Ryan I, when I looked, I guess Ryan was the one selling, but what was he selling for? Because I think the floor, 
They were a dollar. dollar. They okay, were a dollar. The floor last I saw was like 25, 30 bucks US. Yeah, it's uh, back up now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, someone someone 25 times their money. Uh, whoever bought all the ones from well the i mean that's if you think if you consider them liquid. Sell them. that's right yeah if they're late they're not necessarily wieners I, I wouldn't say are necessarily liquid but cannabis our old friend cannabis he holds 104 of them wow so he's still the leader oh. quad has quad has 26 jump shoot has 27 where am i i have 31. wow yeah that's a lot of wieners lg i got a lot of wieners yeah well you know i'm a little self-conscious <laughs> Well, listen, hey, it was a free mint, right? So, I mean, I think people, for the most part, just have fun with those things. Nothing too serious. Um, whatever comes out of them, there's already been, I mean, you've already got free t-shirts out of it, right? I mean, people got True. free t-shirts. I love my right? winner shirt, honestly. And I've harassed, I've harassed whoever's behind their Twitter account who claimed they didn't have access for months. Yeah. Uh, I've been harassing them, being like, please give me another shirt. Like, I'm dying for really? another shirt. I really, really want another shirt. Wow. So, um, I love that shirt. I love the winner shirt. Um, I wore it many times while recording the show. So, um, you know, I, I'd love to see that. Phil, I wanted to ask you actually, oh, you know, I missed, we, we missed, we jumped over the Halloween part and I forgot to show you LeBron's Halloween costume. Did you see it? Uh, no, I, I saw LeBron complaining about minutes game one. That was like a week ago. We haven't done a podcast. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> I saw LeBron act like he was 19 years old in the fourth quarter of the second game he played. That's not him. Come on, man. What this is, is him. He's dressed as Beetlejuice <laughs> in Savannah. There he is. Oh, yeah. No, it is <laughs> wow. That, more, that looks more. I'm not going to lie. That looks more because of his facial hair. It looks more like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. That <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that's actually true. They, they'd probably it looks like he's got furry well. hands there and everything. So <laughs> I think he does um, have furry hands. Yeah. See, so that looks more like the Beast. Or Yeah. Or so there's LeBron. LeBron. That's pretty good. Costume. So I'd so love, every, I'd love to. Every sports team decides to do these huge Halloween parties, like in the mm. middle of games and everything. Mm. They, they just don't care. They just do Halloween parties left and right. I've seen every team now, whether they do it now or two or three weeks ago, everybody gets dressed up and does Halloween parties. It seems mm -hmm. to be a trend more than more than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, Halloween, Halloween is a fun thing. I feel like I feel like, you know, I feel like for a long time, Halloween was something that was going to get canceled pretty hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's kind of fucked up when you think about it it's like you know people yeah. always try and dress up in weird costumes you're kind of lying to everybody about who you are uh it's a it's a lot of potential for creepy people you're training children that if you knock on people's houses that they give you candy which isn't true for the other 364 days of the year and your child your child should never ever ever do that um but they you're still telling them that, they, that one time a year you can totally do it uh, but it's actually, I'd say that Halloween is more prominent now than it's ever been. Like more people are into Halloween now. I, th I feel like, like Halloween has like, has thrived in the cancel era. Despite every year, a few people get totally canceled for having really offensive costumes. It happens every year. What was the popular one this year? I saw a lot of Travis Kelsey's and, and, and Taylor, uh, and Taylor Swift, Barbie, obviously. Lots of Barbie. Barbie, Barbie yeah. yeah, Barbie, the Barbie trend is still flying right now. Uh, what else? I saw I saw some pretty creative ones. Actually, I saw the Randy Johnson one yesterday that someone wore, and the guy's girlfriend wore like all these white feathers on on her body, and it like, was it like was like Randy Johnson killing the bird with his pig. Yes, yes, she was the bird, and the bird was like lit up. Uh, that thing was all over Twitter or X or whatever you call it. 
And I don't know if it was an athlete. It may have been, but that, that thing was like costume of the year. Uh, <laughs> the girl just had white feathers, just like glued all over her body. Like she had been oh, man, that is so, that's the other thing that's happened to Halloween is people like pick things that aren't even costumes, like just specific events that happened. So I think that that's so funny. Like that is the most obscure, like you have to actually be a sports fan to even know what that is. And even a lot of sports fans might not know what that is. And then, and then if people don't get it, you have to pull up the video. So these people go to a party, and everyone's like, what's your costume? Randy Johnson killing a seagull with a throw. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Nice. So then they pull up on YouTube, and they're like, let's watch it together. You know, So that's like that's what those people plan with their Halloween, is like, we're going to go around, and we're going to have video queued up on our phone so we could show a seagull get hit with a 104-mile-an-hour fastball. It's kind of pretty messed up. Some, some guy I saw, I forgot where the heck I saw this. He had like, it, this is awful, but he... Oh. He was like his butt. No, no, it's terrible. It's in the creativity. It was terrible. Uh, his body was like in a casket, and it said NFTs on it. It's like okay. I mean that that joke has been beat up enough times Meh. now. But yeah, that's that's a huge fail. There's nothing creative about that. <laughs> like seriously. Uh, but actually, speaking of this, and I forgot oh. to send this to you. Did you see the uh, the recent video of Vince McMahon and the Undertaker attending the um, yes. the Tyson Fury and? Yes. Um, a Francis Naganu fight. Yeah. Did you see that video? I did. What is going on with Vince, man? I, he's I was, old. I know he's old, but I swear we just saw Vince before he sold the company when he was on his roids and all that, and he still looked like. I mean, he's 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 the greatest villain of all time in the WWE by far, and we just saw him, and he was completely jacked and looked nothing like that. Uh, now are you sure, really are you sure cool. when you saw that that it was like a recent photo? I'm pretty sure. But I mean, he's obviously off whatever he was on. And I yeah. think he had back surgery. Somebody said he had back surgery. Yeah. And that's why he walks with a cane. Yeah. But I don't ever want to see Vince McMahon walking with a cane and Undertaker accompanying him like he's his little child and his caretaker. Mm -hmm. Right. The jokes were all Undertaker to caretaker because he was mm -hmm. treating him like his like it was his old dad that he had mm -hmm. to, to carry around. But it mm -hmm. was disturbing to see Vince McMahon like that. I mean, that guy's been in our lives since we were you know, we were teenagers mm -hmm. and he's always been this big wannabe macho guy. And now, mm -hmm. you know, this billionaire and he owns the WWE and he's such a prominent figure. And all of a sudden you see him like, man, what is going on? That was, that was, that was, that was eye opening. But, you know, father time, no matter how fit you are, who you mm -hmm. are, will eventually mm -hmm. catch up to you. But yeah, if you he's 78 years old, Vince McMahon is 78 years old. So it's, uh, you know, pretty impressive to still be. I still hear the like, no chance in hell music like every time I see him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, you know. It's funny. I was actually this is it's funny you brought this up because I was I was reading about this yesterday because I was curious after I saw this video. Is that like even the Attitude Era? It's like what happened to wrestling in the eighties and nineties. Like in the you know he started his own company because he was working for his dad's company. Didn't know his dad until he was twelve, and then his dad was like a wrestling promoter. That's and crazy. Through, through the 60s and 70s, wrestling was still like very regional in the US. It was like, okay, you have the Northeast, you have the Northwest, like whatever. And Vince branched out from his dad, started his own wrestling company, and then bought his dad out because his dad wanted to retire. And then once he did that, he went against like what was the grain where everybody was like, just stay in your region. We stay out of each other's way. And he started syndicating WWF and putting it everywhere in the country, which pissed wow. everybody off. But that's what made it like the first actual like nationally televised wrestling. Nobody had done that. 
and through like the and like that's where he found like he signed Hulk Hogan over from another promotion, and that's why like Hulk Hogan was like instantly a superstar because no wrestlers had ever been on national TV. So that's why Hogan was like the first major one, and why wrestling was like immediately a huge hit is nobody had ever brought wrestling to that level. Um, so that was the '80s, but then in the '90s, you know, and up until the mid '90s, Vince was just the the like he was the commentator, right? Even yeah. though he was the owner. He was still like he was just doing commentating or interviews and stuff. And he was very straight laced, was trying to downplay the part where he was the boss. And apparently in the mid 90s, they realized that like the young people of the day and that like the the kind of like the the meta of the time was going more like attitude, like eat my shorts, Bart Simpson, like more like in your face, suck at you kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So then he would like did a total turnaround of what WWF had been, which had been like, yeah, Hulk Hogan, everyone's super strong and colorful and was like, let's go like super messed up. And and that's where he then became the villain. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be the head of this whole thing and I'm going to be the heel. But by that point, he was already 50 years old. So he, even the parts where they were like, let's start, let's get you jacked and have you wrestling and stuff. Like he did that in his fifties and his sixties. That's insane. Like that's nuts. It is <laughs> right? nuts when you think about it. Yeah. I can't, you I can't know what I mean? Over. Realize how old Vince already was when we, he started. In his wrestling. prime. In his prime. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. wrestling. I don't know if you can call it wrestling, but I mean, my memory. When he got Vince... jacked, and he, and he would even, but even doing stunts where like you get stunned and stuff, like that's not easy. You know what I mean? You can't just do that. When he was in the hospital bed, getting hit with like those pe puke pans or whatever the hell those yeah. things are by Stone Cold, uh, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, he, uh, Vince went above and beyond for a guy who had that much money, or he didn't need to. He knew what people wanted, and people mm -hmm. wanted him as the the biggest heel of all time in wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, it's just weird to see him, man. It really was. Like, when I saw him, I'm like, man, is that really him? It doesn't look yeah. like him, but yeah. it is him. So pretty sad to see. And uh, I think we've seen the last of Vince in the ring with his with his tank tops looking like the most jack guy in the company. I think those days are over. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's what happens. Speaking – so hold on. <clears throat> One more thing about Halloween. So I drove my daughter to school this morning, your niece – Oh, and boy. she had a costume planned out. She's she's in grade nine. So brand new high school. She switched schools. It's, it's not the school that you're supposed to kind of progress to. This is a much bigger high school. She went from a high school of 200 people to a high school of like 1,600 people, which she loves. Um, nice. Like I can't even tell you. But she had a costume planned out. And then she bailed on it this morning. And she said, oh. well, she said, you know, I don't know. It's too complicated. I don't want to wear it. But I knew how it was. I mean, you're 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 grade nine. You're new at the school. You're not sure if anyone else is actually going to show up with a costume today. Oh, that's true. That can happen. So it's weird, like if you're the again. only one, all right. Yeah. She, she's not the type that would ever kind of be, um, you know, not not pushed around or anything like that. Like you know, she's she's okay handling herself. But you also you you know you're still feeling things out. Totally. So we drove a path to school this morning where we would see all the other high schools around here and see mm -hmm. the kids walking to school. And I can tell you it was one out of like every 25 kids that had any sort of costume. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. it was is like, Halloween out? It's not out, but it's just not cool unless the school is telling you, Hey, everyone must wear a costume. I think it's not, uh, I think that's where a smaller school of 200 people or maybe closer to that would have more of a sense mm -hmm. of community where everybody is comfortable wearing costumes, mm -hmm. right? But a big school, it's like, I, and I said to her, why don't you wear one? She said, well, it's my first year. Let me feel, mm -hmm. let me feel people out and see what people are doing. 
and, and see how, you know, how it's it's taken in people who are wearing the costumes and maybe next year I'll wear it. So I just found the demographic interesting and I took a longer path driving the car just to see other high schools. It was actually hilarious. Some really don't give a rat's ass and are dressed in like the yeah. most ridiculous outfits and others are like, look like they couldn't be bothered uh, with Halloween, which yeah. I guess is the case these days, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's, definitely it's, i could see i remember school. definitely in high school that it's like it's it's kind of uncool to dress in a costume and also the rules changed at one point after like columbine started bringing up something really dark but it was mm -hmm. like okay you can't you can't wear like a full face cover in your costume like to be you have to be able to see who you are for safety right so i know that that like altered that a little bit yeah but well, like that, you're saying <laughs> it, yeah. That went to hell with COVID, man, because now you're allowed to have a mask anywhere you oh, yeah, want. That's true. Yeah, that's hide true. your entire yeah. face and rob stores, and nobody says anything if you're in a store with a full face mask on. That's true. Right? Yeah. So that 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 whole pendulum went the other way after yeah, COVID. You can't even I ask. Think. Yeah. To see their their face for their ID or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Actually, okay. I have one more Halloween thing, and then I I, I do want to talk about I want to talk about sports and NFTs. Um, have you ever seen the movie called Michael Jackson's Ghosts? No, all right. I've not. I know the song "Thriller," and that's a Halloween no. song because it was on the radio this morning. I watch this. I watch this every year, and it's an obscure movie that no one knows. But if anybody Probably out like there is Sharknado, if anybody out there is an MJ fan, you definitely want to see this. It's it's free to watch on YouTube. It's only forty minutes long, and basically, this movie came out Halloween in nineteen ninety six. Okay, and it's basically um, this the, the premise is that there's these townspeople who uh there's a guy who lives up in a mansion in their town and he's 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 been menacing them or he's been like the kids go and hang out with him and it pisses off the parents like this and this is this came out in 1996 okay after after neverland scandal and basically the whole town goes with pitchforks to confront this dude wow. who lives in this mansion and you know here they are walking through the mansion it's a, it's a scary mansion and here we go. It, it opens up a colorful room, very beauty. And who shows up? Where is he? Oh God! <laughs> oh. Did I scare you? <laughs> How creepy! Yeah, that's, that's probably real life. So they go, and then the owner of the house is Michael Jackson. And they've come to run him out of town, and then. But only one guy in the mob actually is mad at him. The others are kind of uncertain. They're just kind of following this guy along. It's kind of an interesting story. Yeah. And then yeah. and then they're like, get out of here. Yeah, people are impressionable. Show him the neat stuff you did for us. <laughs> <laughs> the kid says, show him the neat stuff you did for us. So what, it's basically, what is this from? Like, when is this from? 1996. This... So this wow. is a couple years after like the, the all the Neverland stuff. And it's clearly okay. just Michael Jackson trying to make his own movie, awesome. showing that kids actually do legit like hanging out with him and there's no foul play. So then, so then they're in the spooky mansion and they're like, okay, well, Michael Jackson, listen, we're tired of your tricks. Like it's time for you to leave town. So then what does Michael Jackson, how does he react to that? Okay. He reacts Don't to it by becoming like a demon where he like removes his head and he's like a skeleton and everybody gets scared. And now they're, they're trapped. So oh then what do you God, think? Who's there on the right? That guy there. I forgot his name. Most deaf. Most deaf is in this. If that's what you're talking oh, most about, most deaf. That, that Asian comedian guy. That, that that the funny guy, man. This little man. I don't know. Anyway. 
Anyway, so naturally what happens is once Michael Jackson traps them in his mansion, he starts the world's greatest dance party where a bunch of like crazy demons come out of the walls and it's basically a 30-minute ghost dance sequence. That looks exactly like the Backstreet's back the Backstreet's back video. <laughs> this is it. And, it just, and it's what you're watching now, it's just this for 25 minutes straight. And at one point they climb up the walls and dance transform meanwhile the whole time the townspeople are just locked in this room with michael jackson and they're just watching him do this a giant room a giant a huge huge room this is it. wow and, anyways and hold on let me get this straight you watch this every single yes. year the entire video yes it's great it's very nostalgic yeah uh i think it's hilarious is that mrs doubtfire in there in the middle it looks like mrs. well the doubtfire. thing is is that i'll reveal the big secret is at the end of the day the main town's person who was mad at michael jackson um it's actually michael jackson in that costume because then that guy dances this guy too. no not that that's still michael jackson this this guy becomes like a demon oh wow plot twist and then he See, doesn't dance and then this part michael yes. jackson yes smashes himself into the floor to disappear wow wait here we go anyways i'll link it in the show notes anybody wants to watch that tonight i don't know what the hell we just watched that's i don't think i could watch 30 or 40 minutes of that i can't even watch that again what you just showed me so um let alone 30 or 40 minutes of this crap listen there's some huge mj fans out there i'd rather watch sharknado like i said before sharknado yeah with e ian Ziering or Ziring or whatever his name was. i know what you want to watch is scream phil's obsessed with scream. i love scream. huge crush on drew barrymore or nev campbell or, or matthew lillard i don't know who he liked but you know that's phil love the movie scream i love scream man uh did you scream when you found out about the james harden trade <laughs> that was at like 3 a.m man yeah. i saw i saw when i got up in the middle of the night i was like what yeah, Daryl Morey took a break from trading NFTs to trade uh, James Harden instead. Uh, that was weird because now, I mean, I think Russell Westbrook had been playing pretty well over there. And we already know that the Russell Westbrook and James Harden combo does not work, like, at all. Yep. And they gave up, like, I saw a meme or a joke that said, if I had tried that trade on, like, NBA 2K a million <laughs> times, it would have been denied and rejected over and over and over again oh yeah impossible yeah so i don't know i mean it's a, he, he was never going to play in philly again so this the trade makes sense to somewhere mm -hmm. but like i said last time if i was if i was any team i'd be like no 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 i don't want this guy i don't care i don't, I don't even want him for free yeah I he's a great this... great scorer but to me it doesn't lead to anything any problem. yeah i think there's like this weird thing that's starting to happen in the nba where you have like basically like a a, a superstar who spent several years in the top five, top 10 of players in the NBA, wasn't really able to like get it done or kind of did like Kevin Durant. He did, but he joined the best team that ever existed. And then they get to like 32 and no, like, and if they haven't been with the same team the whole time and they've already forced their way out of town, mm -hmm then very few teams are going to be willing to give them a long-term contract that'll see them through to when they're not as good when right. they're like 37 yes. or 38 right and you know it's very unguaranteed for the team 
So unless you're like a Steph or something where it's like, well, you know, the Warriors are going to keep Steph. Mm-hmm. He's going to retire a Warrior. He shouldn't play anywhere else. Ridiculous. Um, but unless you're that, and then and then they kind of want to force their way off the team that they are now. They want to team up with other superstars. They basically want to do what the Celtics did in 2007, which worked once, you know, whereas the, even the Heat didn't win their first year um, when the, the Heatles. And it's kind of like this weird, like every time one of them gets traded, I'm like, that's just stupid. Like this player's kind of useless now because that's also championships aren't built by just putting three superstars together anymore. That's not how it works. Like champions, championships are homegrown now, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, or, or maybe, yeah, sure. Raptors adding Kawhi, but it's like, that was, they'd been building that team for like six years and then they just traded one piece that made sense. Right. But it's like, look at the nuggets and stuff or the Celtics or whatever. It's like, you, you have to grow these teams. You know, you can't just slap them together. So, um, yeah, someone like Harden to me is like, God, I, I, I'd pay for him to not be on my team. I would have sat his ass, man. I would have just left yeah. him on the bed. I don't even give him the satisfaction. You know what? There's just such a bad standard being set by some of these so-called star players in the NBA. Dame Lillard's another one of those guys that really yes. pisses me off. Yes, because, Lillard's a great example. You know, like, first of all, all these things of Miami or nowhere ends up saying okay to Milwaukee. Of course, another contender. But it's like you signed your contract in Portland. Next time you sign your contract, why don't you consider the next three or four years and that this might be possible and not sign there and do it like the authentic way, which is to sign where you want to play and and, and see the contract out Uh, instead of holding teams hostage, as in like, I'll never play for you again. You have to trade me. I hate Mm -hmm. that shit. That kind of talk and that kind of attitude should almost come with a suspension or a penalty of some kind uh, and you don't get paid. Uh, because Harden got his way. He always gets his way. And he'll probably end up doing the same thing eventually with the Clippers. I don't see the Clippers being um, uh, too scary with James Harden. I don't care. You're you're just mixing a bunch of star players again. uh, Well, you're mixing, yeah, but former stars, Phil. Former stars. Of course. You know, former stars. Like, it's like, I I saw today, they're like, this is a scary starting five, and it's Westbrook, Harden, PG, Kawhi, and Zubak. And it's like, I was like, a, a scary starting five, if each of them is playing his right. the best bass, if each of them is still 27 and playing the best basketball of their career, like, yeah, sure, give me like Pacers, Paul George, uh, Raptors, Kawhi, you know, alone in OKC, Westbrook, and alone in, in Houston, Harden. Like, yeah, that's a scary ass team if for some reason all those players in a time war played together, but it's not. They're all in their 30s. Like, it's not, it's completely it's not scary. I'm not scared of no those depth. Guys. I don't really care. I mean, they'll beat they'll beat the Raptors because apparently everyone's going to beat the Raptors. Beat the Raptors. Yeah, that doesn't matter. We're not talking about Raptors. Those guys suck. You know what? Hold on. We will talk about Raptors for two seconds. To, I think everybody should commit to sucking. I think it's fine to suck. Uh, we will. But remember that article from the Toronto Sun that I brought up on the last pod that said the Toronto Raptors are completely irrelevant and and yeah. there's it, no truer saying they were like a ten point under our favorite yesterday against a winless Portland Trailblazers <laughs> and they got smoked at home. Uh, while while shooting the second worst shooting performance in like team history, offensive rating and and, and second chance points, which is a hundred percent an effort issue. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a skill issue. You have guys big bodies out there. Um, it's a hundred percent an effort issue. Was a big issue. Now I would just want to ask you this, and I want to move on from the Raptors because they're not worth our time. Do you think that it's time to move on from Masai Ujiri in Toronto? Because let's be honest, after that whole Kawhi move where we traded DeMar DeRozan to add Kawhi Leonard to win the NBA championship. The guy has done virtually nothing uh, of significance. And we we keep saying, oh, yeah, let, let, hold on. In Masai, we trust. 
Messiah has never been known to just have shit teams for years or mediocre teams for years and years and years. So he's got something huge planned. First, it was Giannis was going to sign here. That was like the big, big plan. Then all of a sudden, this this whole thing in the summer came out of Jimmy Butler might be coming here. That's the plan. Him and Dame Lillard are coming to Toronto. That's Masai's next big move. But if we're being honest, since the move for Kawhi Leonard, Masai Ujiri has not done shit. And and free agents don't sign here. That's a known fact. All-star free agents, there's never been an all-star free agent that signed in Toronto in their 30-year history. It does not exist. So it's all up to the GM and the, and the president to make trades to bring these star players here like we did with Kawhi. Yeah. Now, that was 2019, right? The championship was 2019. We're 2023 now. Okay, you could say, yeah, the hangover. But we're not getting any better is what I'm saying. And I don't know that the future has anything in, in the cards for the near future to contend in this league. Although, having said that, in the NBA, things can change overnight with the acquisition of one or two players that's just how it is right um but i just don't see a path lg i don't i don't see any path where the raptors are relevant for a very long time and i think that Masai, if there's any time to because i don't i don't know what he's doing i really don't i mean he's not even the gm of the team that's what's hilarious like people think he's the gm but he's not i just don't know what's going on i have no idea what's going on i'm confused and i have no interest in watching games or attending games at all this season i think I think when you're a we're not a small market team, but but I think if you manage the team, you have to behave like one because like you're saying, free agents don't come mm-hmm. to Canada. Um, I think you have to be really patient because, and I'm not saying I, I definitely think yeah he he needs to step it up or whatever, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple to build a championship team in this kind of right. place, right. Um, and I think what he's done his philosophy is always just like just just let the cards fall as they do and his hold on wait 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 and his first year in toronto he traded bargnani the first round pick from 2007 (laughs) terrible um he traded him away to the knicks and then he was on the verge of trading kyle lowry away to the knicks that's right and uh what's the what's the what james dolan is that the name of the Knicks owner he nicks uh, that trade geez. nolan james yeah. dolan yeah. dolan nolan dolan nolan no hold on that's not his name the guy everybody hates the knicks yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah um and then the raptors won like 10 to 12 games won the division out of nowhere just yeah. things kind of lined up the thing is is that that was a team that he inherited this is a team where every player that's on the team is there because yujiri picked him um I think he's got to kind of cash in his chips and pick a direction because the thing is, is that even winning that championship, a lot of those mm-hmm. players that were the key players, or at least like Kyle Lowry and even getting to there, those right. are players he inherited. He tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it until he realized he just needed to trade the one star for a superstar. And that mm-hmm. made sense. Since then, I agree with you. It's like, he hasn't, he hasn't shown many results, but the thing is, Phil, is that the only time the Raptors are more relevant than they are now was before the Maasai years. We were relevant for a really long time after Vince Carter left. Right. Yeah. And we went through GM after GM after GM. And I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I don't think it's time for Ujiri to go. I think he, he you know, we got to give him time, still yeah. more time yeah. until it's I very guess. clear. But, and I think also like, be careful what you wish for. You know, even, even when, you know, Nick Nurse left, uh, some bad blood there. Like who knows what's going on? Like good thing Nick Nurse is gone. And it's like, well, there's not, what are you picking up? You don't know what you're getting, man. Like it's not easy to have a good head coach. 
and it's not easy to have a good GM. Um, I know, I know both of them have a, a sterling resume after winning the championship, but which mainly was just bringing one player over and then also getting Mark Gasol at the deadline. But I don't know. I think, I think with your small markets, it's like you have to be patient, wait for your turn, mm-hmm. and you have to like wait to get the right player. And I don't know if tanking is the right way to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like right. it's not like if you tanked last year, who would you have ended up with this year? Yeah, there's you no don't, sure you don't shots that change your franchise. You, you might not you might not have a top five pick anyways. And even if you did, were you Brandon Miller? You know what I mean? Like is the yeah, well, that, I, I wouldn't Miller? mind that. I mean, I wouldn't mind a player like that right now with, with this. Totally, totally. Problems, right? What I'm saying is that it's like it's not, you know, I, I don't know if tanking is like the best the best the, the way you necessarily just go and build a team these days. I am glad we let Fred Van Vliet go though, because I, I watched a couple of those Houston games and I think he peaked here, to be honest. And there was yeah. no way we would be locked into a contract like that for the next whatever years with a guy who is no. not really even an all-star, to be honest, right? Uh compared to other point guards in this league. So everybody's stock got raised in the championship year. And it's like right. that for every exactly. team. It's like that for every team. Everybody who was on the Nuggets last year that isn't named Jokic or Murray. Uh, is going to have their stock high for five years from now, for five years going forward because they were on the championship team. And it's the same thing for the Raptors. A lot of the Raptors players now, they came off the bench in that year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Those are guys coming off the bench, man. Like Siakam was a nice surprise. Siakam also only has one move. He has his little spin move, and it works on some players, but the rest of the league has figured it out. He doesn't have other moves. He just, just has his spin. That's it. This is only offensive the offensive thing in his bag. We said we wouldn't talk about Raptors. We just yeah, let's talk about something else. Okay, I've got, I've got, I've got other things. Um, Awful. Okay, well, let's talk NHL. Phil, NHL breakaway has not. Nothing has happened. There's an interview AMA next week with the the Howe brothers. What do you expect? We talked about this last week, but is there is there as the NHL season marches on, do you expect anything else right now from the NHL breakaway project? Yeah, the next pack drops. That's probably what they're there to announce, to be honest, and lead up to it. I mean, I, okay, a lot of a lot of people collecting have been asking me, you know, are, are you concerned with the lack of, of, of talk and communication and what the hell's going yeah. on with that? But I will say, I will say that I've dabbled into that trade forum or that trade channel a couple yes. of times in there. And the minute you mention you want to move something, you are yeah. jumped on like a pile of meat with a bunch of lions circling and people want to buy what you have. Uh, but listen, it's probably all the same people and it's the same collectors that are trying to build the collections now, but I mean, you know what? Sometimes it's good to let the community just do whatever the hell they want. I I think that without a marketplace, they're missing out on a lot because people are love completing the sets. People are making big sales off, off market. Um, it reminds me of ballers a little bit. I mean, obviously there's no big sales like the ones we saw with ballers, but there's some, some pretty big deals being made on the side and it's like, all right, well, uh, it's in their best interest to start rolling out that marketplace because I have no interest. People are always like, do you want to trade? I'm like, no, if you want this here, I'll sell it to you, but I don't want to trade until the marketplace is open and I can, can kind of control my own destiny and see yeah. what's going on there. Um, but I don't think that silence is that bad. Just let people have fun. They did a lot of pack drops already. So it's not yeah. like, and packs are actually still available for newbies, which is great. Yeah. So it's not like a locked community right now. It's, no. it's still open to someone who comes in and is like, what the hell is this? All right, let me try a pack. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which which we haven't seen before. Usually, it's like everything's sold out. Next pack drops coming up. All you newbies, good luck against all the veterans that have mm-hmm. been here since the start. Good luck, right? And and that doesn't usually work well. Yeah. So I do like it. I just don't know what's next. I don't know the roadmap. I, I wish we had a little bit more insight on 
what they plan on doing. Uh, but maybe it's good they don't say that because if they can't kind of, you They're know, not setting any expectations that's at right. all. Exactly. There's no expectations. There's no expectations right. of even there being drops, right? That's true. Um, You're right. We don't know what's next. So I was, uh, I was thinking about this and I agree. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm happy. I'm happy with any jailbreakaway. Like I like what they've done. I like the collection I have. Maybe I could trade some more. Maybe I'd buy some packs, but I'm, I'm happy. Like it's kind of nice to not have to think about a project. If that makes sense. Like there's no controversy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's no like just whatever's going on. And we saw it, you know, and I want to talk about NFL all day. Cause we did the, I did the AMA with Roham last week and um, you know, they've had some, a lot of pushback from the community naturally. Um, they're not naturally, but they, they have for a lot of different reasons, which Rohan talked about. Um, but one of the things that I, I was thinking about with the NFL all day, um, I guess, community situation is that like the run of 2021, 2022 really trained us to have these like dopamine hits where it's like, and now these platforms almost expect that of themselves, you know, like Top Shot famously, I don't know when Jacob came on our show or whenever, whenever he said this, but he said Top Shot has no off season. I'd always thought that that was like a bit of a trap that he placed for himself. Right. That I was like, you're creating this expectation that even once the NBA season is done all the way to training camp, that Top Shot has to be doing something. And I don't think it does. But now I think specifically like like Dapper and also a lot of the platforms that follow them set this expectation. that's like we're always going to be hitting you with stuff like, you know, MLB right. plays of the week on candy. Like we're always yeah. there's always going to be things for you every day. Uh, and sure, a good tech product has new things every day. Like Facebook, there's always new things for you to look at, but like a newsfeed. But for collecting, I don't know if that's necessary. Like, I don't know if collecting is something that you do consciously every single day and have to play all these games and challenges and stuff, right? And it's like, these products have to survive as collectibles that don't need constant daily games and utility. If they have that, that's nice. But it needs to survive. So I think NHL is kind of going through that test right now of like, without like, listen, here's the drops. They happen before the season. Mm -hmm. There's like a couple challenges for each set. You can take your time doing them, go trade with people, but they're not doing anything else. It's like, okay, well, there's a, there's an AMA with the Howe brothers, like unrelated to, to product. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's smart. I think it's, 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 it's whether it works or not, I don't know, but I think it's good. They're trying to see, be like, okay, do people want to collect these and let the community do it? Let the community trade and have its fun. And then when we're on, we're on. But otherwise, like NHL's on, you can collect breakaway, you can trade with other people. That's it. There's no other things that happen every day. They're not trying to force engagement. So I wish sometimes, oh, John, when you're watching on TV, they would just flash like a QR code because people love QR codes now where they just like to scan yeah. them for no reason. Yes. And I wish it would just lead to like a, a pack drop. Because since yeah. since packs are available, that's they they do have the advantage of having packs available. Because again, like I said, other platforms that's really not existed. So someone will eat up all the packs no matter what. Yeah. Um, but these have a limit, so they're they're yeah. the community is still you know relatively small right now. And the packs are available, so yeah. I'd love a QR code to just go up once in a blue moon during one of maybe during that frozen frenzy, whatever the hell it's called, um, <laughs> that insane you know version of Red Zone we talked about last week. Yeah. Why don't you just throw it up there? I scan QR codes all the time. I have no idea what the hell I'm scanning. At every sporting event I go, they're like, oh, a pair of shoes goes up on the screen. I'm like, okay, scan. It's like, enter here to win these shoes. All right, cool. I'm entering. You know what I mean? You show me a pack for nine bucks while you're, I mean, if you're watching Frozen Friends, you have to be a big hockey fan. Mm -hmm. Because like we talked about, it, nobody watched that last week unless you're like a big fan. Mm -hmm. um, scan the code. Hey, nine bucks with my credit card. That's mm -hmm. nothing. I'll buy that. 
Oh, cool. There you go. You have a new user. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. It was an investment of $9. That's not going to change their lives. And you never know. Maybe they pull a McDavid and then, you know, sell it for whatever they sell it for. And that changes their lives, you know. Um, but I'd like to see more of that whole QR code thing, just because I, I know people are obsessed with QR codes right now. Everywhere you go to park your car, LG, right now, like in a parking yeah. lot, it's all QR code based. Yeah. Right. Like that's a new yeah. thing. You scan the QR code. Yeah. Scan the QR code. Forget the app. Forget everything else. Scan the QR, yeah. put your credit card number in, you're good to go. No more yeah. fooling around. I'd that's love to see tech. it. Yeah. But, that's the we'll big see. tech of the day. Yeah, I love. I mean, again, I don't know. I think I think one of the biggest blockers in general for the flexibility of these projects is is the players' association, mm-hmm. right? Because the thing is, for like, sure. right now, hottest thing in hockey, uh, Jack Hughes, right? Um, right? Like, just like on fire, and like eighteen points. And all the Hughes brothers on fire. Yeah. All the Hughes brothers are on fire. That's the main storyline. Oilers sucks. So nobody wants to talk about McDavid. But it's like Hughes brothers, like literally setting records. Like it's amazing. That's that's a nice story. Right. And it's like, so how do you as a collectible, how do you build on that momentum like in in as it's happening? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching NHL Frozen Frenzy or Center Ice or whatever it is that's on, it's like, OK, well, listen, Jack Hughes, the player of the week. We're going to everybody flash a QR code. We're going to admit these NFTs go collect the player of the week set this year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something really simple um, that's kind of relevant to like what's happening at the time. I know I just said plays of the week are a little too much on candy. Uh, but something like that, but they can't, they can't single him out. It has to be mm-hmm. probably like NBA where it has to be minimum six players from six different teams. Um, you know, cause the players union is job is to sure. Make sure the superstars get paid, but also make sure that other players exist in the minds of the fans. So um, I think it's, it's a little bit limiting to that kind I of think stuff. So. I, I agree do. with you. I think, you know, with all these projects, the same thing, I think. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I do well, like did you, did you, did you listen to the to my thing with Rohan last week? I did, but I was I was I was I don't know if you saw me, but I was too busy in the Discord, like trying to get people all riled up. <laughs> and I mean, listen, I, I I haven't really ever talked to Rohan specifically directly unless we've had him on. I guess maybe for one spaces I was on with him. Yeah, I just feel that. I, it looks like the community enjoyed it to a certain degree, but it looks yeah. like the feedback was just kind of like, I saw a lot of the emojis with the guy like sleeping and stuff like that. And I'm not going to lie. I started a lot of those, but um, <laughs> it was just, I don't know. You got to capture my attention a little bit more. And, and It was a little sleepy to start. I will say. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I, it, it took a bit of time. I, I'd say like by a midpoint, he was kind yes. of like firing away in the yeah, way yeah. that we like, yes. but the first couple of questions, and I saw those sleepy emojis pop, pop up. And it is hard. Like, you know, what's funny is that, like, if you were going on stage to do a, Q- a Q&A, you'd be fired up. You know, you'd be talking too fast. Right. But if you're just like, if your big AMA is to just put on your headphones and, and look at your phone, it's not really the same. Like, you might not, you know, you might not be in that same headspace of needing to be amped up. So I'll give him, I'll give him the reason to doubt uh that maybe he just needed a minute to get going for the coffee to kick in. Well, what people didn't understand is that, you know, this wasn't a free for all. Like this wasn't like a Pierce Morgan or, um, or, or, or what's the other guy's name? The Fox News, former Fox News guys. Anyways, I forgot what the hell. I Hannity? No, 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 no. Tucker? Uh, Tucker, yeah, Carlson yeah. Tucker. Uh, this wasn't one of those. This wasn't like a, an LG tee off on Roham for the community type of no. event. And that's what it people like wanted. Expose style. Everyone was like sending LG messages for sure, and I don't even know this for a fact, but for sure saying, "Hey, you need to ask about this. You better you need give to tell him about yeah. this." Right. Like for sure. But that's this is not how it works. Like it's just not we're not it's not here to just kind of, you know, 
beat the, the no and even if we weren't out. you know it was done as part of the partnership but even if we That's weren't right. and they're like hey you know lg would you do an interview with roham like i don't think that they'd want me to just be like listen roham this person wants to know why you're screwing collectors so hard so you can fly around on your jet you know what, what i mean like he, he went why is he he's not gonna there's no ceo who answers a question like that you know i recently no. saw that with trudeau i don't know if you saw that it was all over like those six plus pages that guy who like trudeau was going around shaking people's hands and that one guy goes He's like, you fucked all of Canada or something like that. And Trudeau actually said, how so? Tell me how so, you know, but, yeah. but what's he going to say to that? Yeah, you're right. I did. All right. Yeah. Fine. You got me. I did, no, I did it on you. purpose, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you're going to get out of that, right? Like no, no person of that stature is going to say, yeah, you're right. That's the, that was the intention. Yeah. This is why we did it. Nothing yeah. ever comes out of that. And that's why the, the text-based AMA was kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, and the questions were kind of, you know, gated a little bit and then they were, they were, you know, examined before they were submitted is because yeah. what's he going to say to that he's not yeah. going to just say oh yeah you know hey we had every intention to screw everybody over and just leave with the money you know no no chance so one, thing, not, one thing catch him on the street and ask him that. one thing i generally like think about a lot and i don't know where i stand and I know a lot of people have really heated opinions about this is to what level the marketplace is like in the volume on the marketplace and the values are the platform's responsibility mm -hmm. you know what i mean like sure a lot of these platforms have promised that old old nfts will have future utility of some kind and that's one, one thing that all day has done with the, the drop that's happening today this week the momentum drop right. that's like um okay there's two new sets coming out if you had those complete sets you can buy a pack in advance you know what i mean simple utility mm -hmm. but still something in, the, in those sets matter in the playbook and stuff um but you know one of the main things that people were mad about i think with all day is that they released these dynamic moments and the prices have gone down dramatically for some of them right and obviously the, right. the main the main critique is that it's like listen there's too many players you're giving us like the fifth string star player on a certain team we don't want that we don't need 300 dynamic rares of that player you know and that's that's a supply thing but people aren't necessarily mad that it's like hey the 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 worry is like yeah it's too much supply but also hey that player went his legendary that was one of 30 or something went from being 900 to 400 and is that but there's no but none of the expectations from what all day or and i'm just using them as an example none of the, none of the info they've put out has changed it's just the market sentiment changed. yes so then whose whose responsibility is mm -hmm. that like like if these platforms only ever chase pumps of moments there's no there's no happy outcome that's there's no number go up forever you know what i mean like that's that's mm -hmm. impossible for them to constantly find new ways to prop up old things but still release new stuff it's a collectible product they have to release new things so then what like to what extent I, and i don't know I, I don't know what the answer is i still don't know really what my opinion is there but something i've been thinking about a lot to what extent is it their job to make sure the market is high for for what is considered high quality assets i don't know but it's something they that may not it's not people because they're like, listen, about legendary for X amount, it's not worth as much anymore. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, if and how much control do they really have over that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, well, it's not, it's not a simple formula. No, that's, that's, and they said they have economists and stuff like that, but it's like that's, right. that's not. I think that's really hard. Economist of what? Like, there's no nobody's been an economist of this kind of product for 20 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> like, I don't know what is experienced that. NFT economist. Who's that? some yeah. freaking Jimbo on freaking Twitter, not Jimbo, the guy who's a random person, you know, like, I, I just think that that's kind of interesting. Like the expectation that people buy, people buy things that are slated. It's like, this is a collectible. Like it says that in every way possible. Like this right. is a collectible. 
there's utility sometimes fantasy games tickets whatever this is a collectible freaking says that everywhere these are collectible 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 you buy them because you want to collect them and then people are mad they're like i bought it for 50 and now it's worth 35 and it's like you're collecting it you know and i know obviously even on our show we're like buy this it's, it's gonna go up you know like that's the whole fun yeah but now i'm at the point where i'm like okay well you know is it who's whose responsibility is that um mm -hmm. obviously when they mint more supply of the same player then that's you know you could say that that's part of the responsibility but if the rules were clear as to what they were going to do then it's not right right so i agree i don't know you know that's one thing but at the same time i could totally understand a lot of people still think about these as buying them and they want to buy something for 800 bucks and they don't want it to be worth 400 dollars. Mm -hmm. so oh, yeah. what do you, how do you but i don't know what the salt is that's right but i mean yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought the crowd numbers at first it was a little bit low, but I think any time now, and you can, and this goes for any sort of in anywhere else in, in the space right now. If you can crack a hundred listeners for anything right now, you're doing big numbers. And I think mm. that thing got up to maybe one fifty at some point. Which we're over, but no, we're over. We're like two ten. Two ten. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. It did get yeah. to two hundred. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, uh, which for me was impressive because, you know, again, middle of the day. Uh, not everyone's going to tune in. Sure, there's thousands of collectors, but people don't listen to spaces anymore, man. It's not a thing anymore where you don't put that in your calendar. You don't put alarms on your phone to listen to spaces. It doesn't matter who's on, right? You could have you could have had an NFL player on LG, and the numbers would have been the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's just how it is. No, nobody cares. Uh, so I, I thought it was a pretty good turnout, and I think the the I think generally people were okay with with how it went, right? Despite yeah. you not being able to ask these outrageous questions that I saw people wanting to ask i thought it went pretty well mm -hmm. so kudos to to roham for actually going on there but i mean roham always sounds the same anyways and i, I thought it was like sleepy stuff so uh, i'm happy all. that they're willing to answer some of the questions that were harder like what's exactly. the, what's the relationship right. with the nfl and nflpa mm -hmm. and roham mm -hmm. floated out the 10-year agreement um and uh you know so he put that out there which people kind of latched on to which I, definitely i think gives people reassurance that's like this isn't this isn't done in a year Right? right. So I think people definitely look for that because I think and there, I think if you think about the reason people look for that is really interesting because it's like, well, why does a 10 year agreement matter to people? And it's because I think I think the reason people like that is that they know that right now things aren't very good and are perfect. That they haven't found the right thing for the product, but that they have 10 years to do it. Right. Yes. So that, that I think that that's what people like about it. It's like, OK, well, in 10, 10 years is enough time to figure it out or for the market to come back or for the market to grow for this kind of stuff. Right. right? So um, I thought that was good. Um, he also mentioned that they were switching to a more, um, I think like team based leadership approach, which, which was less about mm -hmm. having like one main like GM, which I think is good. Dapper invented the general manager thing. They made that up. Like there was no, like yeah, they just, that's they right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like they, no, you're right. Yeah. Nobody 100%. ever, nobody never said that NFT projects need general managers. You know what I mean? Like they, they mm -hmm. created that entirely on their own when they had that guy, uh, for top shot who's from Saskatchewan, if you remember. Yes. Uh, his name was Tristan or something. And they're like, we have a GM now, Top Shot. We were like, whoa, a GM. And then General literally, manager. he yeah. had no Twitter account, was never in Discord, was never heard again about <laughs> after that blog post. Other than <laughs> once, he came on, we did like, I think it was like Flowfest or something like that, or some, some other event we did that he appeared for once and spoke once, otherwise never heard from him again. So I think removing kind of like, let Rohan be the, the main person who gets all the heat. Yeah, and I then otherwise that. just like, you know, we don't need to hear from Jacob or anybody else. Like, let the, just let the platforms be platforms. Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of a format they created to have like these really public personas like Janie and stuff, which I think is, has done more harm than good probably at this point. Yeah. Now that we, we missed Dave, we missed Dave. I'll say we really missed Dave. 
Dave. Dave um, I, I have to say, speaking speaking of these, it, it just came to my mind because I just saw it pop up. I just received my payout from the NBA Top Shot Challenge last night. Oh, you you won the NBA? Yeah. Did so you get three dollars? No, I'll tell you what I got. Hold on. How much money did you get? I thought it was like for the, for those who are not aware, because it appears a lot of people have no clue since only yeah. like. I don't know how many people played. Um, there was a challenge last night where you were able to put, uh, to pick pick whatever players, uh, I think it had to be players that scored 30 or more points. And if 30 you or more three of them, points, right, yeah. you share yeah. the pool of money with everybody. Yeah. And I picked, I went with, I went with Steph Curry, who ended up just killing it. Mm-hmm. I went with Luka Doncic, who had like, man, he went nuts. He had a triple-double. But although he, he it did take him a while to get to 30, he had none in the, in the fourth quarter or third quarter, I think. Uh, and then I had SGA as my last pick, who SGA was an interesting one. He was at 28 points heading into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and he did not play a single minute in the fourth quarter, stuck mm-hmm. on 28 points. Mm-hmm. And the game was a blowout. It was a 20-point mm-hmm. blowout. But with three minutes left, he came back in out of nowhere <laughs> and, like, got like four or five points uh right. i don't I really understand the strategy of keep keeping him to that late in the game i guess maybe they consider him the closer after giving him a big rest and you know at this stage of the season lg you don't want to sit guys an entire quarter it doesn't matter no what yeah you still want to get them out your there. starters need to get in that groove where they're playing at a high level and mm-hmm. sitting is not going to do that it's not time to rest yet despite no. some teams already resting guys but um, yeah well let's go so I, yeah so i ended up getting all three but i knew when i saw Giannis and all those guys getting 30 plus points i'm like all right everybody won there's no chance like we're getting any good money out of this mm-hmm. right this is not one of those where i might win you know even 10 bucks so the final payout because there were 781 winners and the, the pot money was 2023 dollars that's right the final payout was two dollars and 59 cents <laughs> on the money so um, I guess I better hit that marketplace and see what the hell's going on here. Because for those who don't know, if you want to withdraw Dapper money with mm-hmm. USDC, there's a $10 fee. So if you're, if you get to 10 bucks and you're like, I want to withdraw, if you have pennies in there, you'll be left with the pennies and you're actually not getting anything. Uh, so uh, yeah, $2 and 59 cents is going to sit there for a very long time. And uh what do you what do you think? But you still played. You still that still made oh, those you are sick. I love those contests. It made you engage with Top Shot. So that's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. No, those are awesome, man. Yeah. Like I, no, hundred percent. Like I, I I I love the concept. Absolutely love the concept. And uh, I think they need to keep those keep those going. It, it's a fun lottery for everybody to play. And yeah. as long as they're not making you burn stuff too much, which I don't think is necessary. But um, you know, the big thing yesterday was the moments have will be locked if you win, right? Right. Well, boohoo. Mine are all locked anyways, unfortunately. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, you could use locked locked moments to do that. Yeah, of course. They're already locked. So that's the whole thing is that they're locked already. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that's the catch. But, you know, would you I think what do you think? What, what, OK, so a few things. One. Um, Top Shot has promised some new way to use your moments. They've right. promised some. So they released all this information last week. Mm-hmm. Which now, I don't know if you noticed this, the Top Shot has a new slogan. What is it? I did not best, notice. The best collectible in sports. That's what they call themselves. Now. Okay. All right. Stepping it up a bit. Well, I, that doesn't say calling yourself something doesn't change what you are. No, no for sure. It doesn't, doesn't change. Like, it's like if I walked around, I was like, I'm the tallest man on earth. 
<laughs> call me that you know like and it's at us like lg Duset, the tallest man right. on earth it's like i'm taller than many right. but i am not the tallest anyways um <laughs> wow. they put out this post about uh like a bunch of reasons to lock like there's going to be airdrops for player leaderboards team leaderboards lock set rewards uh tons of challenges like like what you played scarcity and then they also promised something called a new way to play they haven't said what it is yet they said we're bringing a brand new way to follow nba action tying your collection to real life nba performances more naturally than ever ever before wow. with key learnings from the past to inform a more sustainable and better game for design for the future i think chat gpt wrote that the community testing for this game will begin shortly and you'll see more chatter very soon if you'd like to be considered for early access to this, this experience, email mailbag at nbatopshot.com. Oh, I did do that. With the sub <laughs> I just I just I didn't even read it. I just saw your email and, and let's see what with happens. The subject line I, I want to win in. or something, right? I want in. Yeah. We'll gradually add more collectors to our wait list for testing. Yes. That was me. I did it. <laughs> wow. Did you hear anything? Did did Pac Rip get no, back to you on that? No, no, no. Pac Rip's on vacation or something like that. That's what oh, I heard. Not pack rib. He, he had more kids, so it's not him. This is the next chapter. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So anyways, they announced that. So who knows what that is? I mean, again, you know, these challenges. I think they're cool. I think it's great they're getting a lot of people engaged. I'd love to see like a season long leaderboard for winning challenges. You know what I mean? Just something right. really simple. Absolutely. It's like because I think it's great. Do this every night, but honestly, in three weeks, no one's gonna care. No one's gonna wear for. The, no one's gonna try and <laughs> work really hard. That's true though. No one's gonna log in a top shot to work really hard for their chance to win three dollars. You well, know, did what you mean? see the and next one? The next one is actually one where it'll probably be nobody or one person that wins. So right. the next one's already up there, it's going live in whatever hours, yeah. I guess tomorrow. Yeah. And it's to pick the leading score of every single team playing tomorrow. That's tough. Right. I mean, that that'll be and you need their rare or legendary, right? Oh, shut up. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, get the hell out of here, man. Who's playing that? Like five nobody's winning that. Yeah. Come on, man. No way. I played that rare and legendary one the other day because I only have a few rares. And all my guys were like Lou Dort, Brandon Clark, Fred Hensley. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have no chance. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you mean you don't have a Steph Curry rare? No, 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 no. I only have like the Canadian dudes or like Raptors. Who's the leading like, score in the NBA so far? Who's 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 scored the most points or who's like has the best? I haven't even looked that up. I guess it's only been know. like two or three games or something. Yeah, no, there's guys putting up big numbers. I won't be putting up big numbers like Cam Thomas. Luca, Luca's averaging three. Luca every game. Now. Yep. Yeah, Luca. Luca's Hold on, let's see. Let's see how much a Luca and Steph rare is. If you want to, if you want to bet with either of those guys. Okay, so the Luca Luca rare is the cheapest one is twenty four dollars. The cheapest Steph is sixty one dollars. Yeah, so yeah, not easy. Yeah, not easy to enter that challenge. You might still be nope. wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's good. I just think I just think it gets a little. You know, they've done this in the past. I think it gets a little tired after a couple weeks. No, you're you know right. What I mean? We'll and see. you know, winning a couple bucks here and there is nice. I think it's really great. Can they sustain that for the entire year where like three times a week they give out, you know, they give out six grand, 10 grand a week? Maybe. It's only like 23 weeks in the NBA mm -hmm. season or something like that. So it's not, it's not crazy. Quarter million bucks. Um, but yeah, I think, I think like having some kind of season long, like leaderboard score of like how often you were right, I think would be super fun. You know what I mean? And then and then that person gets a big that's prize. True, actually. That's you get a top point. shot shirt, you know, from last sure, year. That'll keep people playing because you can't miss a week, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you can yeah, still like catch up that. or something like that, right? I think that that and you actually and that's you actually flexing your basketball knowledge that yes. you did well at the you know top shot fantasy game. Right. 
right? I'm and it's, it, yeah, I agree. And, and you're using your moments. It's a little bit more intricate and, and kind of interactive, I'd say, than than so rare, which literally has the same format week in, week out. So I think that that, you know, that that could be fun. But anyways, uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, yeah. So my my I mean, again, we, we've talked about Top Shot for three years straight now. Um, the other thing they announced is rookies coming in early November, which means that's your thing. Rookies is your thing. When <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, rookies is my thing. I only I only really collect rookies on these platforms now. And that's the a reason that's a good strategy. I like is that. I think I think rookies, I think real rookies, not like retroactive rookies, which Top Shot did recently. That's like, hey, here's you know, Jalen Brown's first moment from five years ago. I don't like that. I hate that. <laughs> um, but I think actual rookies, like like totally Wemby, super valuable this year. Right. It should be. I right. still have Paolo from last year. I pulled him in a pack and I was like, I'm not selling this. And I've been slowly like I put out offers on on other like you know, for their first year actual rookies. Like I, mm-hmm. I recently picked up Benedict Matherin on an offer like 10 bucks below asking or something right, like right. that for like $19. I just think that it's yeah. like, if you look back at even, if even if you look back at card collections where the company no longer exists mm-hmm. or isn't as prominent anymore, like a Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card is worth so much. And Fleer, I don't even know, I don't even know what that company is, but they don't exist. I don't, I, or they got bought out Done. or something like that. Yeah. But that, the card still matters. Obviously these are NFTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Topshot goes out of business. Does the metadata on these disappear? I don't know, um, but <laughs> hopefully they don't. But what I'm saying is that it's like, to me, like r- true rookie, like card outweighs mm-hmm. brand platform, anything else, right? right? So right. it's like, this is the premier collectible product it's always um, been the case, even with physicals. I mean, people have always gone for the rookie cards. And those are the ones you always look for, right? No matter what happens from here, Top Shot could freaking end tomorrow. <laughs> Top Shot will always have its place, A, in NFT history and B, in card collecting history as the true switch to NFTs, right? So no matter what happens from here with Top Shot, NFTs, collectibles, whatever, I think Top Shot will always have that cultural marker. So I think that like true like debuts rookie premiere debuts all that kind of stuff yes. on top shot will matter to me long term so mm-hmm. this the, the that's the thing i cared about the most last year is the thing i care about the most this year um and and that's that's my general thing so that's supposed to come that might even be freaking this week man who knows it's it's november literally in, in 12 hours it, today on top shot is a 499 dollar pack drop for wnba moments yeah you feel free to play the crickets noise on that one I'm sure they're mandated to do that. It's tough, and I, you know, no, I, I know it. That's a lot of money. Airbnb is growing slowly, but it's growing. Um, but it's not. It just doesn't have the same uh, audience, you know. Right. So I think that's really challenging, and it also What's doesn't that? have like it'll it'll take years for people to for these for for any any of these athletes really to be like household names. Um, a, a handful of them are if you follow sports, but outside of that. There's no, you know, you're, you're very far away from having a, a LeBron level person in the WNBA. I think that was the pack drop that our good buddy Apolicious pulled a number one of something. Remember he came on the show? Yes. After yeah. pulling a WNBA that was like the number first one. The WNBA pack drop, which was cool. That's I right. thought it was a good way to learn some of the players, but For I, think sure. I think it's just a, a pretty far away. Um, how much do you think, how much do you think a, the Wembenyana debut will go for? How much, what's the, like, what's what do you the think? min count? What's the min count on this? It's going to be 4,000. It's going to be 4,000. Yes. Um, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say at least five or 600 bucks. Maybe more. Let's see. I don't know. Let me get, actually, let me that's get a lot. Here. That's a 4,000 mint. No, it won't be that high. Um, 
what's the high what's the highest priced one right now? So of of this category, which is technically mm -hmm. as Alan called them, the 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 triple star, quadruple star, four star debuts or whatever, which is the the moment that was it was in that player's rookie year and it's their debut. Right. So it's only really players that have come out in the last since Top Shot's been around. Currently the most and they, and they are minted to 4000, although some of them get burned sometimes. Mm -hmm. So in order, Anthony Edwards at 138, uh Banchero at 134, LaMelo at 96, Cade at 69 okay. and then it's a, it's a steep cliff from there. Ty, uh, Halliburton at 51, Tyrese Maxey at 49, Scotty Barnes at 40. Maxey is $9 more expensive than Barnes. It tells you everything you need to know. Uh, and Evan Mobley, Jalen Williams, Jalen Green, Austin Reeves, Josh Giddy, go on. And most of them are in the $20 range, which is good. That's nice. Um, so I think obviously Wemby, I think will be way higher than any of these for a, a couple long hundred time. bucks. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around the 300 range is my guess. Now, now seeing these prices. Yeah. I think I'll be somewhere around. There. And, I, and I think people will go for that pack lotto for sure. That'll be the big ticket in there. Right. So um, we'll see when that comes. Yeah. They have a month's worth. They have two, three weeks worth of moments now. Uh, that they can create and hopefully when they well, no, these... it needs to be from his first game for it to qualify for this right 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 yeah. so he's played right yeah you think okay. it'll be what 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 do you think it'll be because i was watching his first game do you think it'll be like the block on Kyrie and then and like three-pointer man i don't know i guess uh he had a couple of decent shots in that game yeah there was, there was a beautiful shot in the second game his first points are, are three-pointers so it's not too bad that's right i would I, yeah. to be honest these rookie moments should be their first points they just should be just like any show where he has yeah. first goal yeah. they should have uh first points that's a point that's the thing that matters the most to me like i can tell you exactly what lebron's right. first who first cares about anything else like, right? yeah and i'd be yeah. interested to see everybody's first first point ever you know what i mean like yeah that's actually you know, interesting that's a good point yeah i, I agree with you it's like that. I, I, no actually, I actually care about that i want to see their first shot yeah you know yeah, exactly yeah, uh, I'd love to see it. So that's something to consider, but it's too late now because a lot of those are not their first points. So no, yeah, well, no, it's not too late, Phil, because they could come out with an entirely new series called First Shots, yeah. and and they <laughs> can on. make that happen for you because <laughs> the rules don't matter. Um, yeah. All right, nice. uh, you have anything else to say about Top Shot? If not, I want to end the show and I want to open with a it. pack with a pack cracking. I got a pack to open. All right, crack the pack, man. I'm done with Top Shot. I'm waiting for the next big challenge to win three bucks. Are you using a spotlight? Is there a spotlight set for you this year? They didn't announce any sets. No, no, no. Don't start, man. I'm not, I'm not going there. I did, I did, I did for good luck use all my spotlight moments for the three players I picked yesterday. Despite okay. having multiple moments of Shea Gilgis Alexander, I used the spotlight one just because it aligned with my spotlight of Steph Curry and uh and Luca, which I don't have any other moments of. Yeah. So for good luck, I kept it like the three wide on spotlight and it worked. I won. So three bucks. I can't can't wait to end the show to go spend my winnings. Yes. Two fifty nine, man. You can. Yeah. There's a lot you can buy. Two trade tickets. I'm not even kidding. There's a lot. There's a lot you can buy. There's I don't even know what to do with the fifty nine cents after. <laughs> 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 I have to hope to sell something and 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 the and the pennies start adding up. They need like a they need a UNICEF bid. Remember UNICEF for Halloween? That's what they yeah. Need. Or they need to they need a, a offers to be accepted under a dollar. Guarantee some yeah. people are going to take that. <laughs> yeah. So you could do that on Floaty actually. You I know. Floaty I know. And do it there. That's right. You can. You're right. You're, I saw that. Yeah. Pretty MBL, cool. Yeah. You could go do that on Floaty. So you could buy something for fifty nine cents on Floaty. Um, okay. What we have a pack uh, in in an hour and a half. So most people going to be too late to listen to this. But the the momentum pack draw on all day will finish. It'll be done. Uh, basically, they've done it. There's a double pack drop. There's, uh, and I think maybe the standard packs might still be available because they might not sell out because there's like 15,000 of them. But the momentum packs, 69 bucks, premium packs, 
Uh, they have these new sets and they have chance at legendaries, all that kind of stuff. So we actually have one to wow. open right now. There's eight moments in it. Um, and Phil, we have to give these away. So actually, before we even open them, how do we give them away? Do we give them away? First person to comment on YouTube, first person to comment on Twitter, retweet on Twitter. What are we doing? I think you reward the people who watch the show and who listen to it. So I would give it to the first comment in places you can comment while listening to this. So the first person to actually get this far it's on, on YouTube, YouTube that's the, that's the only most you definitely get, yeah. um, get get the opportunity to grab this 100%. Uh, and then I don't know where else we could do it. But anyways, anyone who listens and got this far, we're an hour and 20 minutes into it. You're the real heroes and uh, you deserve a pack. For sure. Heroes. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll give four away to the first four people to comment on YouTube. And then the other four will give them away on Twitter. Wow. Those people have commented. Okay. Wow. The problem with that though, is that the first person can just go tell their friends, Hey, come comment on YouTube. Right. Well, now you just told them how to do it. Well, so, I mean, that's just how, I'm just, you know what? No, if you've commented before, that's the only way you can get it. Yes. No new <laughs> that's account. not fair that the quiet people will be mad. We'll um, see. We'll figure it out. We'll see who comments. Let's see. Let's see if anybody listens at this point and then we'll, and then we'll see what happens. You're right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, here we go. So premium pack. Do you think this will work right when I hit? Oh, it worked. No, okay. no, 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 it worked. This, show, this isn't the all day of old. This isn't the old days of all. Is there music? <laughs> it's the same song that has been over and over years. again. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, wait. They're supposed to be blue like that. Okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. They're all, they're all uncommons. This is the first uncommon moment that they're doing. Who's it going to be? Tight end. Kate Auden? Yeah, bad, bad. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot their sound now. Oh, my God. Yeah, their sound now. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. Pretty excited. <laughs> Here we go. From the Texans. Hey, oh, CJ Stroud. There's your rookie. There's your rookie. There we go. That's nice. That's quite possibly the best rookie, offensive rookie in the league. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, it's gonna be tough, man. He's on. He's on a bad team, and he's gonna have to keep it up all year because you got mm -hmm. other guys like Jordan Addison and guys like that that are mm -hmm. on a tear. Sam Laporta in Detroit on a mm -hmm. tear, right? Nice. That's a good one. That's go. part that's of your good. Rookie. That's yeah. that's of all the uncommons you could pull. That's that's the best one for sure. I think. Maybe not. All right. Let's see. From the Bengals. Hey, T. Higgins. Nice. This is a good pack. This is a great pack. <laughs> what is that? Seriously, so weird without commentators. I'd rather almost have it without comment. Like, without yeah, it's 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 it's, weird, it's just like weird. You're just not used to it. It's gonna. I like that it plays it no matter what you're doing. Like, it's, there oh, it there, you go. Jordan Jordan, there you go. So now you have two of the top three uh, offensive players, rookies of the year. Nice in this pack. There we go. Pretty sweet. Yeah, this is a good. And play he, too. he's been a big revelation. Like, oh huge. yeah. Right with Justin Jefferson. Didn't they sign Ben Roethlisberger? Is that what I heard? No, that was someone made that up in our Discord. That wasn't even <laughs> ever floating around. I don't know. I don't know who was bored to make that up. It was like Smurf Diesel or something like I that. I saw that and I was like, that can't be true. I looked it up there. Joey Bosa. That's Joey another Bosa. one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Go Bucks, baby. And that's in the um, make the stop set. No, the Vikings actually just traded for Dobbs, the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Because yeah. he got benched on the weekend, and they're going yeah. with that um, that tune guy. So uh, I guess, yeah, they needed a quarterback to tank even more than they're probably tanking right now. Now that right. Kirk Cousins is out, the tank is on. Yeah. All right, we got Joey Bosa. This is a loaded pack. This is pretty yeah, loaded a loaded pack. pack man. Some good give players. these away from the Panthers. Chuba. Brian Burns. All right, pretty good. 
Brian Burns. Yeah, big play here. Boom. Yeah, that's a massive play. <laughs> yeah. That's like, honestly, when I watch football, that's like one of the scariest things is having like a 300-pound super fast dude oh, run me over from behind. You mean just one? It's like four or five. Yeah, but that's like on any play, like they're 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 yeah, quarterbacks have it rough, dude. man. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, let's go. Number seven. I like that there's eight in these packs. Oh, that's oh, nice. Oh, the Broncos. Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons. Simmons. All right. Yeah, he made a huge play. Is this the interception? Is this from the the sideline where he flew up the sideline? Yeah. Is this from this weekend? No, it can't be. That doesn't make sense. What's the game date on there? Although it has to be. Oh, no. October 12th. No, they already played each other. October 12th. Hold on. No, but they just played each other in Denver or KC? They played in Denver. Denver. This is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. The last game was in Denver. The game was terrible. That's right. Thanks for nothing, Mahomes. Totally screwed. You actually lost because of that. I know. Uh, oh, here we go. Bears. Uh, I've never, I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah, Yannick. I feel like I know him. Okay. No, okay. Nah. Sorry. <laughs> Defensive uh, players are so hard, yeah. man. Like, listen. I know people like to joke. I don't watch football, but I, I I definitely don't like memorize the defensive player names. It's, it's tough to memorize all of them. Like a Max Crosby and guys like that's easy to remember. And yeah, of the course. Bo, yeah. The Bo says because of their names and their. It's and easier because of fantasy too. Right. And you play fantasy, you have right. to know everybody. But it's like, yeah, of course, the the big guys you know. But otherwise, that, that's still a pretty good pack, man. Yeah, I, like I that. think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a really nice pack. So the first four are going away to YouTube to the listeners. So that's pretty good. You got a CJ Stroud, you got the Addison in there, and then after that, you got the Bosa and everything else that's going to go on on Twitter. So. Congrats, uh, whoever comments first. I don't know who it's going to be. Phil, don't give any hints in our Discord, okay? Don't tip people I'm off. I'm not saying a word, man. I want to see who it is. You have people that run and listen to this, but it's Halloween tonight. So I don't know that the usual crowd of, of gym goers and all that are actually going to listen tonight <laughs> because they are busy with trick-or-treating and, and giving out candies at their house. Dude, when you have right? little kids, trick-or-treating starts at like 4. You know what I mean? Like it starts early before it's dark. So. Right. You know, happens happens pretty early. All right, Phil. Well, this is a good episode. Love it, man. Uh, some breaking news in the NFL. Former number two pick, Chase Young of Ohio State University, was traded from Washington to the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. So big-time pass rusher adding to yeah. their already uh, stout defense that has looked awful the last two weeks. For whatever reason, they yeah. look like garbage. So they were, they were willing to make a big yeah, I don't move. know what happened in the Niners, man. The commanders are a complete train wreck. So who yeah, knows? who knows? <laughs> Completely different teams. Garbage for years. You see that player on their team that was like, I'm sick of this shit. Seven <laughs> years in a row of this garbage. And he's just went off. They are terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. So. They're pretty bad, yeah. All right, Phil D. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Don't, don't get too spooky out there. <laughs>